It's so fun. Wow. Here we That's exciting. So good. So good. This week we're going to look at Luke chapter 13. It's just so crazy that we are that fast through the book. I reckon it's um, been a big journey so far. Yeah, well, um, this is a pretty cool chapter, chapter 13. We say that about every chapter. Thank you. Why do you think this chapter is particularly cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what we see in this chapter is some very clear um, revelations about the kingdom of God and about salvation. Um, I kind of picked like three themes or three elements or aspects of the kingdom that I think like the timing, the timing of the kingdom, okay. the expansion of the kingdom, and entry into the kingdom. Wow, I love that. So, Great. Yeah, well, kind yeah, of. Break that down. Yeah, so I think the first eight verses, verses yeah. one to eight, I think is a really clear um, insight into Jesus talking about the timing of the kingdom. So we have this uh, parable of this fig tree where a man comes to get the fruit from it and he is disappointed for three years and he can't get any figs from it and he tells his gardener to chop it down but the gardener says just give me one more year i'll fertilize the fig tree i'll i'll, I'll give it some tlc and then um and we'll see if it bears fruit and I, and I think and jesus literally just doesn't explain this at all but i think it um i think it means that we exist in a window of of opportunity, a window of grace, where um, we aren't we like hum, humanity is not bearing fruit to to God, and is not being spiritually fruitful. And Jesus, in a way, is this gardener who allows for a period of grace where we can. Um, perhaps with some fertilizer or maybe the Holy spirit can bear fruit. Um, and, and, and therefore the father can then delight in us like in, in the same way that this vineyard owner, um, wouldn't, would delight in this fruit. So yeah, it's either a metaphor. Yeah. Um, I think that metaphor is strengthened when we think about the old Testament context for this. Yeah. So all the way through the Old Testament, like almost literally in every book, almost in every book, Israel is referred to in garden terminology. It's constantly yeah. being referred to as yeah. a vineyard, as a fig tree in Hosea, fig tree. Tree, yeah. um, which is exactly what it is here. Um, yeah, vineyard, fig tree, garden cedars like there's all this language and the one of the themes all the way through the old testament right from the garden of eden through to the cycles of the kings um the narratives of the prophets there's this theme that being unfruitful leads to god's mm, judgment yeah that's yep. what all the prophets come and they say to israel you're unfruitful you're god's garden he's planted you for his pleasure and glory and you're unfruitful and so um God's judgment is coming. 
Yeah. And so this is actually so beautiful when you then realize that, yeah, if this gardener that Jesus is talking about, it stands in the place of Jesus, then um, Jesus is coming and imploring God's patience. Mm. Um, An advocate. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming and he's going to, he, yeah, you're right. Exactly what you said. He's going to make us fruitful and that mm. he's like delayed the judgment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it also speaks to that timing of a judgment that's coming. It's not like um, even the gardener realizes that a fruitless tree is not worth having. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so there is this window and there will be an, an end to the window just as much as it exists. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the verses before say some, are helpful in what they talk about. I guess they give context to what being fruitless or fruitful is. Well, yeah. that tell us what it's not, at least. Um, because the, the people in these previous verses basically asked Jesus, hey, those Jews that were killed at the temple while they were sacrificing, is, is that God's judgment? Are the, were they super sinful? Uh, and Jesus says, they, they weren't worse sinners than you um unless you repent you too will perish and so he's changing the paradigm of what or or i guess he's not changing the paradigm he's helping them think well about what fruitfulness is like what they need to repent of it's not yeah not just um in narrow boxes of doing particular things or not doing particular things. Yeah. It's a, yep. it's a whole life rearranging kind of thing. Yeah. That's helpful because it's, it's not that they got it completely wrong. Like the idea that there is a judgment and the, and sin deserves a penalty. So they get that part, right. They just don't like categorize. They don't think it's either. They don't want to be categorized with these people, these sinful people but jesus says no you kind of right it's just that everyone is deserving of penalty not just those people yeah 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 which is um interesting in our like current climate i've seen a few conversations happen between christians about covid about people saying is covid oh, judgment god's like, judgment yeah yeah judgment yeah. and it's this, that the answer is kind of the same as what jesus gives them like yes but no like yeah, yeah but it's not doesn't maybe we should just tell them the the parable of this fig tree as yeah an totally and, just, and totally. then just walk away <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, like um there's something in there that's right about that there's something in that humanity is not right with god and it and judgment mm. is, is coming but not in it, they've got their timing wrong and they've got their scope wrong yeah uh, yeah so, yeah, I guess that's a good transition into this next theme, which is kind of scope or expansion or growth. Like, and it goes with that idea of being fruitful, this idea of um, the mustard seed. Um, we can come, garden. Yeah, exactly. We can come back to the woman at the Sabbath, but the, this mustard seed parable really, um, and the yeast as well, they both uh, represent this idea of spreading and of of growth from something small to something uh, compre- comprehensive or um, large. Um, yeah, so I think there's like that, yeah, an idea that the 
it's a small beginning like like yeast and dough or like a like a mustard seed which is really small um just becoming big enough to yeah birds can perch on the branches and um and yeah but you, you get bread <laughs> um yes. yeah it, it's a fairly simple image i suppose like um what what is seen like what is 12 people who are following jesus in the first century now, and now we're here millions sydney millions we're talking millions. about jesus Million, million. Uh, over Zoom. So many people. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so that's pretty simple. That, um, yes. To see that fulfilled or being fulfilled, isn't it? You're like, oh, cool. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, I wonder how much more of the mustard tree has is yet to to grow. Yeah. Are we are we still a little baby tree, or are we nearing the end? Um, Don't know. But it's not for us to know. We don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. Just keep on yeah. being a garden. Yeah. And, and enjoy um, when new plants spring up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so the next one is like entry, this, this narrow door um, story. And this idea of making every effort to enter through the narrow door, verse 24. Um, yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, it, it, it almost seems harsh as well. That was my first reading is like this guy who just shuts them out and people can't, can't enter and there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it does speak once again to this like this window of opportunity, but also like the, the way is narrow and um, it does actually take effort. It's not just, um, it's not, yeah, it's not completely passive. It's that mystery of, Mm. of, of salvation. That's, um, at once a gift and also a acceptance and a repentance, which is like an active thing you do. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I don't know if this is now disturbing your theme by theme talk, but Go ahead. the last section of this chapter is, I mean, remarkable in lots of ways. It's mm-hmm. um, so basically it's, it's well titled by the NIV Jesus sorrow for Jerusalem. It starts off with someone saying to him, go away because you're going to get killed. And Jesus mm-hmm. predicts his death again. Um, he says, I have to keep going. And then he calls himself a prophet. Surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. And then the last mm. verses are like the most prophety thing that you could say. Like he sounds <laughs> yeah. just like an Old Testament prophet, um, except for the fact that he speaks with this really amazing authority in the kind of voice that God often speaks in through the prophets. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you read the, if you read the prophetic books, they're like really, um, they've got this interesting literary style where like they flick between the prophet's voice and the prophet speaking as God's voice. And it actually mm. quite confusing, but this, <laughs> this kind of talk where, where Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, 
I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. Um, I tell yeah. you, you will not see me again until you say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That is, um, that sounds a lot like the voice of God in the prophetic books. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. it's just, it's just remarkable. It's so cool. It is. And, um, and to sort of further, um, he, he's prophesying his own um, death and resurrection again I, I think in in verse 32 when he says i will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and on the third day i will reach my goal um he, he's obviously speaking yeah you know um allegorically or meta metaphorically yeah. here like those days are not um yeah he does it again the next not lit literal that's how you can um that's good evidence for that because he says Today, yeah. tomorrow, the third day. And then the next sentence he says, today, tomorrow, the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. It's almost like a joke because so many prophets have been killed totally. in Jerusalem by God's people. Yeah. Um, he knows He knows his goal. He knows his final destination. And um, he, he's, still, he's still persistent to achieve it. Yes. And it's also if you if you look at this chapter in whole, what we've just talked about is Jesus talking about the kingdom, how it's going to come, how it's going to spread, what it's going to be mm. like, what entry into the kingdom looks like. And then the chapter finishes with him predicting his death. And so that's actually mm. really cool evidence that Jesus here is linking his death and resurrection it. to the kingdom. He's not saying yes. the kingdom's coming. God's going to um, establish people for himself. And then, unfortunately, I am not going to be around. He yeah. is very much linking his death and resurrection to the teaching that he's just made on the kingdom. Yeah. This idea of I've longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers the chicks under, the, under her wings. He will do this. He will do that great gathering of his children through this death. Yeah. yeah. I think also just like couched in all those sections is this, you know, this story of the crippled woman on the Sabbath. And I think like we've noticed in much of Luke, there's often teaching paired with um, like a real life example. Yeah. And, and here, here he is and he's showing us um, the, you know, the posture of approaching God, the correct posture, which is this woman who's, you know, made her way to this place to probably just get a, a look at Jesus and, he spots her out from the crowd and calls her forth and, and heals her. Mm. And, um, and it, such a, what a wonderful thing to see. And, uh, you know, I could only hope to see something like that in our time, but um, how amazing that would have been. And, and yet the, the teachers of the law, the mm. Pharisees want to call him out on it. And um, for not obeying the law. Yeah. Yeah. To, to say, <laughs> not work on the sabbath so it's just remarkable that the heart can be so hardened and um the the confusion and the the misinterpretation of god's law to such extents that god never desired um this kind of fruitlessness this fruitless fig tree yeah. um yeah i think it i think it's um it's showing us something rather than just telling us 
in yeah. that section. Awesome. I think I'd like to close us with something that I haven't warned you about. So go ahead. I always go first. Um, I'd love you to think of a question that you want our GC to think about in this passage before they come to GC. I've already got one. Oh, amazing. Fire away. <laughs> um, so I kind of came loaded with a little bit of homework for the GC to do. Yeah. So the very last line of this chapter is Jesus saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which is a quote from Psalm 18. Um, 118. 118, sorry. Yeah, 118. Um, I'd love for the GC to, perhaps I'll, I'll phrase it as a question. Um, how, how does Psalm 118 link with chapter 13? Great <laughs> um, question. Yeah, because it's such a beautiful psalm and the way, he, the way he quotes it and the context in which it lies is just mind-blowing. It's, it's Jesus's way of saying so much more than just one line. He's basically, he's basically saying the Psalm by just quoting one verse of it. Mm. Um, and it's so relevant. So that would, that's the question, GC. <laughs> Great. I've got a question as well. So I don't know whether you want to pick a question, GC, or whether you want to do both if you're feeling keen. The extra points. Um, yeah. I, I've been thinking about, um, trees and plants and the bible heaps of the last month or so and it's mm. been super rewarding it's a really cool theme to trace and think about um so given that this chapter has two fruit plant garden tree vibey stories themes yeah. um, i would love gc to think about that and think about maybe just finding one or two other, this, this question is like two part, <laughs> um, finding one or two other references in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, hint, if you want some New Testament, I'm the vine, you are the branches, the fruit of the spirit. If you want Old Testament, Genesis 1, Hosea, um, there's, there's plenty, but just find one or two, Think about them while you're thinking about what Jesus says. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see that maybe fuel a bit of our prayer life this week. Like just be reflective with the Lord, with these scriptures, ask him to give you an imagination that can help you see what this means. Um, yeah. What, what he is, why this imagery is also vital and just see what he reveals to you. Um, it's great. I don't know what it will be, but it's pretty fun imagery. So good. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. I think that's us. Looking forward to seeing the whole group on Wednesday night on our screens. On our screens. <laughs> Thanks, Cece. Bye.